0: Shake your left hand, gobble shake your right hand, gobble shake your tail now, gobble gobble gobble. Shake your left foot, gobble shake your right foot, gobble shake your tail now, gobble gobble gobble. Gobble gobble,
1: gobble the turkey and goes, gobble gobble the turkey goes, die with your hope. Gobble gobble the turkey goes, gobble who loves his queen. Yes, gobble, gobble, I, I will have
2: to say folks, I uh, don't despair or don't uh scratch your head in wonder. You are indeed still listening to the Speaking For Him podcast. I disagree. I think they uh, should to
1: w- scratch their head and
2: wonder. W- w- <laughs> they should. Well, okay. Okay. Scratch your head and wonder, but don't not in despair. That doesn't uh,
1: mean I'm doing my job.
2: All right. Well, uh, uh, we told you that there would be some changes as uh, Chad Cashman came on board, and surely there have been. But I hope that you're enjoying uh, the little changes that we've incorporated, and if you'd like to give us feedback on those things. Make sure that you um, contact us at the end of the show. And anytime you want to be involved in the show, just make sure that you uh, send us an email. Um, my email will be also be listed at the end of the show. Or you can leave a voicemail on the blog, speakingforhim.blogspot.com. So plenty of opportunities to be involved. And I will be trying to keep the Speaking For Him Facebook page uh, rolling with new comments and statuses um, most days now. Uh, Because I really would like to increase the interaction there. Um, But as our uh, intro uh, not so subtly suggested, uh, we are celebrating our Thanksgiving episode um, this uh, week. And I'm very excited uh, to be bringing it to you. Those who have been listening for any length of time know that these holiday episodes um, are very special to me and I enjoy doing them. Uh, which leads me to just ask you to be praying about our Christmas episodes. Not sure exactly what we're going to do yet, but I know it will come together. And so I'm excited for that. And also excited that um, Naomi Van Harn, who typically joins us for the Speaking for Him Book Club, and will be doing so shortly, is also um, been gracious enough to join us for today's Thanksgiving episode. So welcome to the show, Naomi.
0: Thanks for having
2: me. Uh I'm very excited to have her here as well, and I'd really be interested to have some of my other friends on the podcast. Uh, If you would like to come in and co-host with us, uh, that would be great. As we're changing up the format of the show, I just think it would be fun to get more people involved. All right, so now we're going to get rolling on the content of today's episode, and uh, Chad has our quote of the
1: day. Okay, it's a long one. It says, Yay, let them which have been redeemed of the Lord, shew how he hath delivered them from the hand of the oppressor. When they wandered in the desert wilderness out of the way and found no city to dwell in, both hungry and thirsty, their soul was overwhelmed in them. Let them confess before the Lord his loving kindness and his wonderful works before the sons of men. William Bradford.
2: And William Bradford, uh, was one of the, uh, gentlemen that made his way over, uh, to the New World on the Mayflower, and was one of the signers of the Mayflower Compact, which we have read on this show in the past, and so I just thought I'd give you a little bit of a fact sheet about William Bradford as we get into today's episode, um, William Bradford was famous as one of the Pilgrim Fathers and a leader of the Plymouth Settlement who traveled on the Mayflower ship to America. William Bradford um, was the elected governor of the Plymouth Settlement for 30 years. William Bradford was highly enthusiastic about moving to the New World. By 1619, two ships called the Mayflower and the Speedwell were leased to take Scrooby Separatists to North America on september sixth sixteen twenty the Mayflower left Plymouth, bound for North America. there were hundred and two passengers on board, living in cold and dark conditions in November of sixteen twenty the Mayflower landed at Plymouth Bay um and on april in april sixteen twenty one Governor John Carver Clapston died He was at the end thirty year old william Bradford was elected governor of the Plymouth Settlement. So basically, um, from the time he was 30 to the time he was 60, he was the Plymouth governor. In November 1621, the first Thanksgiving was a sad and solemn affair. Only 53 pilgrims were alive to give thanks to God. Only four adult women had survived to celebrate the first Thanksgiving. So let's think about that for a moment. Uh, We read just a little a while ago that there were 102 that were on board the Mayflower, and 53 were around for the first Thanksgiving. That means that they were almost cut in half from the people that had began the voyage to the New World. And just thinking about the courage and things of that nature that it takes to um, make a journey like that, um, is really amazing to me because you think about the ships that we can board nowadays and, you know, the the places we can go in our cars and the we can fly in airplanes, and these people didn't have any of those luxuries, but they still wanted to get on the ship to board to go to the New World because they felt like it was worth it. Then finally, William Bradford suffered a Long illness during the winter of 1656 to 57 and died one day following a prediction that he would soon expire. So he, he said, I think I'm going to die. And the next day he did, um, which is an interesting observation. So, uh, Chad, or, Chad and Naomi, do you have any thoughts about, uh, or anything that's been going through your mind about, Maybe just thankfulness in general or whatnot as you've been listening to facts about William Bradford. All right. Well, um, I'm sure they'll have something to say as we wrap up the show. And they will be forced to speak in this next segment. (laughs) In this next segment, they will be forced to speak because I have prepared or I have commandeered from the Internet. I won't take credit for it. I have commandeered from the Internet a... Multiple choice Thanksgiving quiz. And I have the answers with me here. So let me call them up real quick.
1: So is this going to be like a contest?
2: Yes, I want to see.
0: We don't have our little bells.
2: Uh, we'll just do what they do on the Wally show, which is. Or there is a bell. Okay, there is a bell.
0: But only
1: one of us can have it. <laughs> okay. The, the, I'll that's, just yell. All right,
2: no, name is your buzzer. That's what we're gonna do, Wally Show rules. Name is your buzzer. For those that don't know what the Wally Show is, it's a nationally syndicated um, morning show out of Nashville, Tennessee. And I actually had the privilege on my one hundred forty ninth episode to interview Wally. And so I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. All right, I'm um, getting it. Name is your buzzer. Yes. Name. Yep. Your name okay. is your buzzer. <laughs> okay. So, in other words, Chad would say Chad, Naomi would say Naomi, and I think my brother over there, BJ, might be joining us, um, because Naomi has been pestering him to do so, and he's a nice guy. I don't know if you have any quiz music for us.
1: I got some game show music.
2: Game show music would be cool. All right. All right. Uh, and this is not The Price is Right But this is Thanksgiving Trivia On the Speaking for Him Podcast So welcome Our first question And these are multiple choice So this would help you out Our first question is Thanksgiving occurs on the what? The first answer is the 4th Thursday in November yeah, That is correct so, she gets one point out of the gate, but I will ask that you allow me to complete the question
0: and the answers before
2: you answer, so everybody has an equal amount of opportunity. Okay, I'll turn it All right. All right, the first Thanksgiving lasted. The first answer is one day. The second answer is two days. The third answer is three days. What is the answer?
0: Naomi. Yes? Three
2: days. I'm going to double check my answer sheet. But I believe... Yes, you are correct. So two Uh. for Naomi. Someone who said she didn't know anything about Thanksgiving. (laughs) All right. Question three. Which Indian tribe taught the pilgrims how to cultivate the land and were invited to the Thanksgiving meal? Was it the Apache, the Wampanoag, or the Cherokee? BJ. Yes, BJ? It was, in fact... Ah. Hang on. I did not memorize these answers. It was, in fact, B. So, Not fair. They're cheating, and they're a team. So it's two to one, is that correct? I think so. All right. Which of the following (laughs) was not served at the Thanksgiving meal for the pilgrims? Which of the following was not served? (laughs) I said wait until the whole... (laughs) Question and the answers are red, but if you want to give it a try.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, was it A, cranberries, corn, and mashed potatoes, B, rabbit, chicken, wild turkey, and dried fruit, or three, venison, which is deer meat, fish, and goose, which was not served?
1: Chad. Yes, Chan. Hey, cranberries, mashed potatoes, etc. All right, let me uh,
2: double check the answer. I believe once again that. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, the answer is you are correct. The cranberries, the corn, the no mashed potato.
1: Thank you. Thank
2: you. So, now we move on. Question five. Approximately, and please wait for all the answers, (laughs) approximately how many turkeys are eaten each year on Thanksgiving in the United States? Is it one, 100 million, two, 280 million, or three, 500 million?
1: Chad? Yes, Chad. I'm gonna say, just using logic, that we have the population of 365 million people in this country. I'm assuming some of those are children. So I'm gonna go with 280 million. That is correct. So I'm
2: not sure if anybody's keeping score, but I believe that's two for Chad. And two. you had two. And BJ. Still had-
3: almost one um, turkey per person.
2: Well, and I read at one point that there was at least 12% of America, I think, maybe it was 8%, somewhere in the 8 to 12 range, who eat tofurkey on Thanksgiving. But that's another discussion altogether. We're going to pray for those guys right now. Extend <laughs> our hands. All right, question six. Remember, there are 15 questions, so we're moving right along here. Um, which southern state was the first to adopt a Thanksgiving day? The year was 1855, which Southern state was the first state to formally adopt Thanksgiving Day? Question six.
1: Anyone? Chad? There's no
3: multiple
1: choice? Yeah, I was waiting for you to read the answer. Oh, did I forget to read the answers? Yeah, yeah, so. Sorry. So we should each get a point for that. Yes, you should.
2: All right, so here are the answers. I'm sorry I neglected in my duties. Um, the first one is South Carolina. Second is Virginia. Third is Georgia. Chad.
1: Yes, Chad. I'm going to go with Virginia.
2: All right, and I'm checking the answer here. Um, for question six, and you said... Virginia. Virginia, and you would be correct. Taking the lead. So, good job there. Question seven. What is a snood? S-N-O-O-D. What is a snood? Is it is it one, the loose skin under a male turkey's neck? Two, a hat worn by a pilgrim? Or three, a hot slayer drink? Dr- Dr- that that is uh, served at Thanksgiving.
0: Naomi.
2: Uh, okay. Um, and what is your answer, Naomi? A. Uh, okay. Let me double check my answer here for question seven. What is a snood? And you said number one, the loose skin under a male turkey's neck, and you would be correct. Very good. Ah, now I have not memorized these answers, so I think what I'm going to do is I will pass the quiz over to Naomi, and she can ask some questions of me and Chad. This is not a conventional quiz, so we can change the rules however we want. So we are on question eight, I do believe.
1: You sure you want to do that? Yes. Because you have no idea what you're dealing with. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. All right, on to question eight.
0: What utensil was not used by the pilgrims to eat Thanksgiving dinner? One, knife, two, fork, three, spoon.
1: Chad. Uh,
2: Two, fork. And that was correct. Good job, Chad.
0: Number nine, the best place to put the meat thermometer in the turkey is, one, the breast, two, the middle part of the back,
1: Three,
2: the thigh. Chad. One, the breast. Uh, I the, used to be
1: a cook. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> He's
2: cheating. <So> it actually <laughs> says on this quiz, the third answer.
0: The thigh?
2: For number nine.
0: The thigh?
1: So I'm wrong. Ugh.
0: But I bet your turkey.
2: Either is. you are or the quiz is. The quiz could be. I did not verify all of these answers. But, anyway... Moving right along.
0: Number 10, which president is believed to be the first to pardon a turkey and start this annual tradition? Number 1, President Lincoln in 1863. Number 2, President Roosevelt in 1939. Or number 3, President Harry Truman in 1947.
2: BJ, you're still here. You can offer an answer. And I, unfortunately, looked at... My, I would go
3: with uh, FDR there.
2: I would go with Truman. And the correct answer for number 10 is the third answer on the list, which was, can you reiterate it?
0: President Harry Truman in 1947.
2: Okay, very good. Chad is really killing it at this. I don't know if he studied up beforehand.
1: No, no. I'm just uh. pretty good at trivia.
2: So, you're planning on Jeopardy anytime soon?
1: I or? am just a, I'm just a, a funnel and storage space for useless facts.
2: Uh, all right, well, that's the kind of people Jeopardy looks for. So. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. All right, well, we have five more questions. So, Naomi, BJ can read a couple if, if you want him to. So, right, I'm going to read
3: these questions. Where are we
2: at? I'm going to do my best not to look at the answers beforehand. That's why I was being a little silent. I kept...
3: The pilgrims came to the New World seeking religious freedom and were also called A the Puritans because they wanted to purify the teachings and ceremonies of the Church of England B the great explorers or C the wanderers.
2: Andrew. Uh, A the Puritans. And that uh, it was eleven I don't have the answers, but that was 11, and that was correct. So. All right. But I did not.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. 12.
2: Question 12.
3: Today, our Thanksgiving, is the fourth Thursday of November because, A, it is the date the Pilgrims landed in the New World. B, this was the date set by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1939 and approved by Congress in 1941, or... C, it was the date people voted to have it on.
1: Chad. It was the date set by Franklin Delano Roosevelt because he set it that way to stir the economy because they would have that extra day off, what we call now Black Friday, for merchants to sell their merchandise.
3: So what was it before that?
2: And that yeah. was that was question 12, right?
3: Yeah, that was question troll. I
2: was just wondering. Uh, it says that the second answer was correct. So that was the one about FDR, yep. right? Yeah. Obviously, I need work in how I present quizzes on the show, but this is a first ever. <laughs> so we will do better next time. Um, and an interesting additional factoid on that at one point, he moved Thanksgiving up to the third Thursday because he thought that that would give, make the Christmas chopping uh, season even longer and thus stimulate the economy even more. But when he realized it didn't give that much of a bump, he then moved it back to the original fourth Thursday
1: Interesting. so people like me who want to eat it must have been really confusing yes <laughs> <It's> like, <do laughs> he I just said
2: Thanksgiving every Thursday in November
1: right and that's right all Here we all go. make a feast
2: all right what's question thirteen?
3: Question thirteen is what is a baby turkey called a,
2: I think a I chick,
3: know this
2: one a nestling or a pullet Naomi. Naomi, what is it? A pullet. Very well done. That is the correct answer. I'm sure of it.
3: All right. That is the correct answer. And number 14 is, it has been estimated that how many Americans eat turkey at Thanksgiving? A is 88%, B is 50%, and C is 75%. Andrew,
2: I'm going to say 88%. And I'm going to check my answer. That was question fourteen. Yes, and that was correct. Eighty-eight percent. So I got a whole whopping second one. And you said how many? What percentage? tofurkey at Thanksgiving? It was eight to twelve. So I guess it's the rest of America. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, number fifteen: A full-grown turkey has been has about how many feathers? A a million. B, too many to count, or C, 3,500?
2: What was the first one? A
3: million, too many to count, or 3,500?
2: I'm going to go with the exact number, 3,500, and I'll check my answer here.
1: I think it'd have to be more. And that
2: is correct. It is correct. So... Do you have any sort of tally there, Chad? I think I do, you blew us I do, away. I do. I do. No, uh, I
1: did not actually blow you away. I had six, Naomi had four. You had three, and he had two. So, All right. Well, yeah, I, I, do, was, I do win.
2: That was the first time we had a quiz on the Speaking Vern podcast. And next time I'll have to do separate notes so that I have the answers in my notes. So that will give a smoother quiz. But I hope that you enjoy that. And if you want to stump your family on Thanksgiving, I will include the link to the quiz on the blog post. So be looking for that on the Speaking for Him blog today as of the posting of this podcast. Sometimes the podcast gets posted a little bit before the blog post, so just bear with me, but it will be up there. So hope that you enjoy that. Um, It was a lot of fun for me to put together Or rather to copy and paste. But anyway. So right now I'd like to talk a little bit about my favorite movie. And I think, I don't know if anybody else, if any of the other hosts around this table have seen this movie or if they like it nearly as much as I do. But I had the privilege of uh, uh, being in in this story as a stage play twice now, in 2005 and 2013. And it is a family tradition that we have to every... Um, Thanksgiving, we watch It's a Wonderful Life. Matter of fact, the rule is that my dad has to sit down with us to watch It's a Wonderful Life before he can pull out his Christmas carols, which he has about 35 different movie versions of a Christmas carol that he watches incessantly in the months between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And to the point that some of us in his family of his 11 children say that the only way our kids will be able to watch it is if we watch they watch it at Grandpa's house and others of us, like myself, absolutely love it and ask him to watch our favorites repeatedly. Um, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. It's just a little bit of a side note. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of information that I found out about why It's a Wonderful Life became such a Thanksgiving staple. Uh, even before the admin of huge um, satellite uh, TV channel offerings, you would often find um, It's a Wonderful Life on Network TV, um, a lot of times it would be on NBC. And the reason for that is, um, I'm just going to read this little blurb that I found. It says, though it has been a quintessential American classic, It's a Wonderful Life was not an immediate hit with audiences. In fact, it put Frank Capra, the director, $525,000 into the hole, which left him scrambling to finance his production company's next picture, The State of the Union. Though it didn't make much of a dent at the box office, it's a wonderful life found a whole new life on television, particularly when its copyright lapsed in 1974, making it available royalty-free to anyone who wanted to show it for the next 20 years, which would explain why it was on television all the time during the holiday season. And of course, once we acquired a VHS copy of it and later a DVD, we didn't have to watch it on a TV schedule. Actually, one of the fr- that was one of the two videos that my dad bought when we first purchased a VHS player back in the back in the mid to late eighties was "It's a Wonderful Life" because it was one of his favorites and he wanted to share it with us. And it's been an important part of our life.
1: VHS, what's that? Yeah, I
2: know it's almost unheard of. But for those of us who are old on this, uh, <laughs> not necessarily on this show, but for those of yeah. us who are old enough on yeah, the show or any anywhere else. Uh, VHS was the precursor to the DVD, which came after the Laserdisc, which didn't last very long at all. But again, we're digressing.
0: <laughs> See, I don't honestly remember the Laserdisc.
2: I, rem- I just remember it being really expensive and never never hoping to afford it. And by, by the time it would have um, become affordable, uh, they come, came up with DVDs, which were cheaper and easier to mass produce. That's right. So just like I don't think that Blu-ray are going to catch, you know, they've proven not to catch on as much as DVDs did because now everything's gone digital. So Mm -hmm. it's much harder to get people to spend money on Blu-rays, though people still buy them. But again, here we are on a rabbit trail. But that's fine. It's a holiday episode. I'm sure that you're enjoying it. Or I hope you are anyway. Um. All right. So we have talked a little bit about the history of Thanksgiving with our... um fact check, our fact tour of William Bradford. We have shared one of his quotes, um, which I believe was from uh, his book of Plymouth Plantation, which is a very popular memoir of those times. We have done a Thanksgiving quiz in perhaps the most unorthodox fashion in which I've ever heard a quiz been done. And now we turn to the world of sports. Most of the time... I don't talk sports on this show because it is a uh, spiritual growth podcast, but the, the the Lions, and as a lifelong Lions fan, the Lions are an important part of Thanksgiving, and so that brings sports to the forefront. Um, they always kick it off, and at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on Thanksgiving Day, they will be facing um, the... Minnesota Vikings Now I want to uh, I'll make a Confession here in that I haven't Watched the Lions since week two And that is because Um We have decided because of the Whole kneeling situation in the NFL Which I might unpack in a future episode Because I think it's an interesting Discussion Um to not watch the Games um because Um Most notably because my brothers are in the military, we feel that it's disrespectful of the players um, to kneel during the National Anthem or do um, any sort of their other protests during that time, especially since the NFL rules uh, rulebook mandates that they stand during the National Anthem. And so I won't get into detail on that here because that's not what we're here for, but I still do watch the highlights afterwards and I still care what happens on the field. So we're going to take a look at these games, Chad and I, one at a time and give our prognostications for them. And uh, for those who are uh, wondering what that big word meant, it just means our expectations on the outcome. So we're going to start with the Minnesota Vikings at Detroit Lions. What do you see happening in this game, Chad?
1: Well, it's really hard to tell because it is Thanksgiving and the Lions tend to pull out their best on Thanksgiving. But they're hurt. They're injured. Even Matthew Stafford has been kind of weak because of his injuries. But I'm still going with the Lions because it is Thanksgiving.
2: Uh, Yeah, and they are uh, remarkably uh, good on Thanksgiving, even if they are doing poorly the rest of the year. It's been amazing to see how that actually works. And fortunately, they haven't drawn the Green Bay Packers uh, with... Aaron Rodgers or the New England Patriots this year with Tom Brady, so I'm I'm glad for that that they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. And Chad, you had a little bit of insight on uh, the Detroit Lions and Thanksgiving that you told me about before, or something about them being the first ever to play on Thanksgiving. You yes, want to I talk think a they were the that?
1: they were the I think they were the first team to start the tradition. That it was their owner
2: that came up with the idea yeah. to see if he could get people to um, watch an NFL game on Thanksgiving. And now it's become such a stable that for a lot of years, it was the lions and the Cowboys and they will never play each other on Thanksgiving because they each get their own game right. on that day. Cause they stole the idea from us. And then the NFL network added a rotating game. That's always two different teams, but let's get into first of all the Los Angeles Chargers at the Dallas Cowboys. Now, as we begin to talk about this game, um, well, first, let me just say, I think the Lions will win. I usually predict the Lions to win a close game because that's usually what they end up having to do because they're uh, known for coming back in the fourth quarter. I just think they should put fourth quarter at the beginning of every quarter on the scoreboard so they get in that fourth quarter mindset early. Um, but I'm, I'm pulling for a Lions victory. And as of this recording, they are 3-3 three and three and about to come off a of bye week. It'll be a few more weeks before you hear this. I don't know how good they will be at that time. But again, Chad, like Chad is saying, we're hoping that they get through their injuries and start playing like they did the first couple of weeks. All right, so Los Angeles Chargers at Dallas Cowboys. How do you see this one shaking out, Chad?
1: Well, if there's one person in the world who is by far not a Cowboys fan, it would be me. However, the Chargers are not doing too good. They still haven't really you know, gotten their foot on the ground since moving to Los Angeles. They've recently had a coaching change. I'm afraid I'm going to have to go with Dallas.
2: Well, and I think Dallas will win. I think they are uh, still a young, fairly good team. And um, incidentally, they are the last team that the Lions beat in the playoffs and their one playoff win since 1957. So there's that. But uh, I do think that uh, it's interesting. The Chargers have never played on Thanksgiving before. This is a new experience for them. And it's a new experience uh, for them to be in L.A., like you were saying. I think it's kind of interesting because there have been several teams in L.A. and they always seem to exit L.A. Um, right, so, right. uh even Even some of my favorite ESPN sportscasters were wondering how long these teams are going to stay in L.A. because NFL football doesn't seem to work in Los Angeles. But anyway... So I am picking the Cowboys over the Chargers. All right, in our third and final game, the Nightcap. This one in some ways is the most intriguing because uh, in my mind, both of these teams uh, regularly underperform, whether it's to their skill level or whether they can't just get the people. Uh, But I know the Giants are off to a horrible start, and I don't think the Redskins are that far behind them. So we have the Giants at the Redskins. What are your thoughts for the night game?
1: Well, um, the uh, the Redskins has a West Michigan native as their starting quarterback. That would be the infamous Kirk Cousins. And so I can't go against West Michigan. So I'm going to go with the Redskins. And as far as the Giants, yeah, they kind of fell apart.
2: Yeah, and and the interesting thing about them is they always seem to pull it together toward the end of the season. I mean, even both of their recent Super Bowl runs when they won the Super Bowl – I think they were nine and seven and ten and six in the regular season, respectively. So, if anybody could make a miracle run, it would probably be them. But I don't see it happening this year, especially I since either. I think they started, you know, zero and or and and five. So, and they lost
1: I, Odell Beckham for the season.
2: So, oh, they did that. Yeah. I was not aware of, and so yeah, that will probably put the nail in their coffin. Plus, I want Kirk Cousins to do well, even if it means leaving Washington, which it looks like he's going to have to do, unless they want to make him their franchise corner quarterback for an almost unprecedented third straight year which i'm sure he wouldn't mind because i'm pretty sure at this point it's close to 30 million dollars guaranteed that he would get if he was indeed tagged a third time yeah 30 million dollars would be nice (laughs) i would take just 1 million for the record yeah no doubt (laughs) um but anyway thanks chad for uh discussing these games with me thank you for everyone for indulging my love of sports for this brief segment on the Speaking for Him Thanksgiving special. And so now we turn to our closing thoughts, and this is an opportunity for the three of us, um, Chad and myself and Naomi, to just give thanks to God for whatever is on your mind this Thanksgiving season. So, Chad, why don't you start?
1: Well, I have been through um, some really rough times these last few years, and god this year is the year that um god has really brought me through it um so i'm thankful for that i'm thankful for the fact that through tough times i was able to hang on to my faith and the lord was able to walk me through it and he showed himself mighty to me through those tough times um and i'm thankful for my kids and my relationships um and my girlfriend and i have a lot going on that's really good and now i'm uh producing a new podcast um some guy named Andrew, <laughs> how do you say his last name?
2: Uh, it's Gommerson. I know a lot of people get it wrong, but it is indeed Gommason, And if you're wondering about the end, it's an E-N, not an O-N, because it's Danish. Oh, so, oh you're a Dane, like cheese. Yes, I am a Dane. Like cheese Dane. Um, my grandparents came over um, on a boat in 1923. I think my great-grandparents, um, and interesting fact about them Uh, he was 19 and had already been listed in a census as being married for four years to his wife. And so he got married at the age of 15, which today sounds, uh, ludicrous, but back then, I guess was more common. So just an interesting, uh, fact about that. And I am, uh, very, uh, thankful uh, for this podcast. I'm thankful that it is pressing on. Uh, we're getting excited Cause this coming year in 2018, we will be celebrating 300 episodes, which I don't think I've ever done anything 300 times. So that's, that's kind of an exciting thing. I'm, a, I'm thankful for Naomi, who's sitting next to me. Um, because, uh, a few years ago when I was getting burnt out a, a little bit about this podcast and looking for new ideas, she's like, what if you do a book club? And I said, well, that sounds like a good idea. Will you do it with me? And so she said she would, and we've grown a lot closer as a result. And it's just been a blessing. She's been a blessing in my life, and I'm very thankful for her. I'm thankful for Brad Lanzer of Lanzer Broadcasting for allowing me studio space to do this show. Um, It's crazy that I'm still doing it, and I'm so thankful for that. And thank you for Adam McNutt, who put in tons of work over the first 260 plus episodes of this show, and who, Lord willing, will continue as a contributor. So, just a lot to be thankful for, in addition to my job um, at the Potter's House, which at the time that I recorded last year's Thanksgiving show, I didn't know whether or not it would be permanent, and I'm grateful that it is. So, I just have a lot to be thankful for, much like Chad, and I'm grateful that people have taken the time to listen to this show. I'm excited for you guys all to hear it. So, Naomi, do you have anything you'd like to add?
0: Yes, I have many things, but one thing stands out. Uh, Last year at this time, my husband was getting out of work and we were all piling into the truck and driving to Iowa. Uh, My niece was going to have a surgery. They were gonna try to remove as much fluid from a a tumor that is on her brain stem. And they can't remove the tumor, um, but they could drain it. So at that time, they didn't even know if she would live through the surgery And if it would make a difference. And I would just like to say that God has answered prayers. She does still have the tumor. We're praying that her body will just dissolve it. Um, But she is a happy, active, sweet little girl. And we're just really, really thankful to the Lord for that.
2: How often do they do updates? How often do they go to the doctor?
0: Uh, She goes, it, it varies. It can be once a month or every three months depending on... I think she goes right now every six months. So, and it's a three, three hour drive. They have to drive from, uh, uh, near Omaha. Um, they actually live in Iowa, but they're near Omaha. They have to drive all the way to Iowa city. So just, if you can keep them in prayers, like I said, we're just praying that God will just dissolve. They said that's the only way it will, uh, you could say be cured, I
2: guess. All right. Well, we will definitely do that. And while I'm thinking of it, uh, my, um, good friend, my good friends, Nick and Jennifer Davidson, I've had Nick on the show a couple of times, or at least once, I think a couple of times though. Um, and he has been a big supporter of this podcast and a big supporter of me as a person. His son, um, Johnny Davidson just went into the hospital for a month of isolation for a bone marrow transplant. It's his third transplant. He has aplastic anemia. Um, And we're hoping that the third time is the charm. Um, They found a virus shortly after he got into the hospital. So far it hasn't affected things negatively. He's going through chemo right now. Um, He actually, he and his dad both shaved their heads a couple days before um, they went into the uh, hospital on Facebook Live. Or the day they went into the hospital on Facebook Live. Um, So I may share that video Um, on my Facebook page, but just pray for Johnny. Um, I know it's really hard. He's just a little kid. I think he's eight or nine years old and he just needs a lot of prayers. And I I know Johnny, um, I don't know when you'll hear this, but I know that you can beat this bud and I just hope that you do. And I hope that, um, God is glorified through whatever happens. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And again, I hope that you have enjoyed Uh, this show and I hope that you have a great Thanksgiving weekend. I hope um, that you will enjoy Thanksgiving with your family and try not to get into the black Friday shopping too early. Um, But I also hope that you will join us again because we will uh, be here next Friday despite the fact that it is black Friday and we will have another great podcast to share with you. So with that being said, I will just say for, uh, Chad Cashman and for Naomi Van Harn this is Andrew Gomison saying keep serving the best of masters have a great weekend
1: thank you for listening to today's episode your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and rating review.